0: Young, black, and widowed. And no, we're not talking about the usual classification of young widows. We're talking about millennials and Gen Z. That's right, 20-somethings and 30-somethings, like myself, who lost their spouse just as life seemed to be beginning. I'm your host, Azure Johnson-Redman, executive director of the new nonprofit Young, Black, and Widowed Incorporated. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Tiffany Herbert, and she is the wonderful director of Black Wellness Affair. Tiffany, tell me about everything. What happened in the past that made you want to start this organization, how things are going now, and what people can do to get in contact with you?
1: Hi. Hello, everyone. Um, My organization is called Black Wellness Affair. The website is blackwellnessaffair.org and you can also find me on instagram at black wellness underscore affair and pretty much what my organization is about is about bringing uh the community the bipoc community together and um in case some people may not know what that is that's just black indigenous people of color indigenous sorry (laughs) and um I decided because of the pandemic and what happened surrounding the death of George Floyd last year and what continues to go on in the the cycle that we're in for even 2021 dealing with the coronavirus, um, that I think it was important to check on the mental health of the black community because we kept seeing, you know, so many of us uh, dying from the disease of the virus and also from uh, police brutality. And so many people were out of work. Um, children were out of school. People's social lives, as we know it, has changed dramatically. Um, you know, there was people losing a lot of loved ones. They couldn't communicate, especially with some of the elder family members who may not know how to use social media or certain platforms like Facetime or video chats to even speak or see with um, their families. And it was difficult times for everyone. Um, And I pretty much thought basically because of my battles in the past dealing with um, anxiety and depression, which, you know, I've coped with and dealt with and overcame certain circumstances um, that I can use some of my knowledge and my experience to help people who may be suffering in silence to know that they have some type of support and that people actually do care that Black mental health does matter. And you know that we need to check in with ourselves and not stigmatize mental health so much. Because if we're just aware and we have more knowledge about it, the people in the Black community will feel safer and more comfortable um, going to therapy or discussing their health in that matter, and making sure that they check in with their loved ones too um, on that level and that type of communication. So that way, we can all be supported. Because I believe that mental health is just as important as physical health, and any form of wellness, um, eating right, all those things. And I think it's very important to see therapists. Everybody should. It's, it's, it's a good way to check in with yourself if you don't know how to open up that dialogue or you know speak to your own voice. A therapist can help you get through certain things and over certain things and start to heal and and get into a recovery journey where you can live a more joyful and, you know, sustainable life.
0: I totally agree. I too have a Black mental health therapist that I see every single week because of the trauma of losing my husband. And it has been absolutely transformational. I love her so much. And I always want to encourage my widows and widowers to seek out mental health therapist. I love what you're doing with your organization. I've been on a few of your Clubhouse discussions, and they're really, 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 really amazing. Um, Where can people find you um, on Clubhouse? So on Clubhouse, you can just look up my name,
1: Tiffany Herbert. So that's um, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y H-E-R-B-E-R-T. And usually when you go to the profile, the very first club on the left at the bottom that's usually the one for the moderator so right now it's just me that's moderating i founded the club and of course i would love anyone who's in this um, realm of mental health um, who wants to be a moderator or who has any information um, on it and want to discuss different topics about different traumas that you know surface in the black community that you know a uh contribute to the mental health issue um, I, I commend you guys in the work and I would love to collaborate.
0: Yes, and I think it's so special that after George Floyd, you started this organization. I too started my organization uh, shortly after um, that because we needed to be able to talk about it. I think we needed a place where we could really be heard. And um, I love that that your platform really gives everyone the ability and the safe space to be able to talk about um, what it's like just being Black in America. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate everything that you've done. It's a really well done um, dialogue.
1: And it's funny because, you know, I feel like certain people get it, but then there's also you know, some backlash because, you know, I did promote some stuff on Facebook, but, you know, during even with the the protests and stuff, you know, it was always like they want to discredit the Black Lives Matter. So it's all lives matter, you know, Mm -hmm. and then now we have this stop Asian hate, but there's no stop, you know, all hate. It's like we always have to define ourselves and try to be proud of ourselves. So I promoted something, you know, basically talking about what the initiative is and catering it to the Black uh, community. So basically how I I wrote it on um, Facebook was that um, it's an initiative to aid um, the Black community who are not supported by the majority of society. So right away, people who weren't in that class were commenting on my post, and I felt like I had to defend myself but you know people were telling me like I wouldn't even respond but I'm like no you kind of have to because mm-hmm. you kind of got to want to prepare yourself for what the what the objective is you know you yes. want to see what 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 they're going to say so that you're always prepared so now that I have it posted on Facebook in writing it's always something I can go back to reflect on so you know basically I was getting attacked saying oh you know well this is BS. I don't think that the black people don't have access to therapy or they don't have support. They don't just, they just don't want to, you know, take advantage of these programs. You know, the government spends all this money on this. And, you know, some guy was like, oh, I I lived in section, uh, I've worked in section eight buildings and, you know, some people don't want to work or they don't want to do this, or maybe they're Mm -hmm. just not, you know, and he's like, I had forced the kids and all this other stuff. And I'm like, the more and more I wrote and I was defending myself and that some of them were like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, making jokes like, well, there's help now. And they was like, Oh, so you should start, start an organization. He was like, what for all white people? Like, you know, so it was just, stupid. I know, was- I know.
0: And I then, actually so- got a lot of that backlash because our organization is called young black and widowed. And while right. we do serve um, all people, um, there's been news, news stations, news magazines, there's been, um, newspaper like I said newspapers there's been tv stations there's been magazines who have said no we're not going to put young black and widowed and tell people about them even though you say that they serve everybody because young black and widowed innately in its name is racist and which couldn't be further from the truth um, including the fact that my late husband was white <laughs> so mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were just getting to the. They were just, uh, you know, misguided, and so I think there's a lot that goes on with that, and it's very difficult to say to a person. You know, I had a person say, "Oh, so you think that black grief is different than my white grief?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is that is exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what i'm saying (laughs) that is exactly what i'm doing because when i'm going through being a now widowed but single black mom it is not the same thing as being a single widowed white mom Uh, i did not make and make no mistake when i joined the different widow groups when i was widowed i was a complete outlier no one had any understanding of what i was going through In fact, the director of it told me, I really can't just see that happening. I don't understand that at all. And that was my exit. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was just trying to share what had happened to me that day and how hard it was that I was looking at this life of being, you know, seen as a stereotypically single Black mom, even though that wasn't my story. Yeah, statistic, Exactly. I just wanted to talk about that. And that was not allowed. (laughs) So I formed my own organization,
1: right? Mm -hmm. And another thing, it took me, as I was defending myself in those comments, it took me to the point where, you know, they were like, oh, well, your comment, because I said something about Black people are supposed to be so strong to the point where they suppress a lot of their feelings. Mm -hmm. So they seek help or they don't have knowledge And, you know, that's a form of weakness by looking to be strong, right? But then it's like, but they can use that against us. Like, oh, you know, we're fearful of you and this, that, and the third, right? Also now because Mm -hmm. we're strong, that's a threat. Or I said something to him. I said, um, said basically, I was like, I find it funny that people see that we're being racist when we didn't even create race. Race was created by the oppressor, okay? So now if we're using it, to identify ourselves because of our disadvantage we're using it as an advantage to to distinguish ourselves because of our disadvantage
0: why is it a problem for you why exactly what what are we taking away from you by having a group
1: this is what you gave us in this world so it's like it's the funniest thing to me it's like we can't have community. But you and I brought up situations like they were like, oh, nobody's old anything. There's other black people. And some black people think this way too, you know, oh, you're not old and old anything. You know, there's other black people that made it. But what does that have to do with the struggle of majority of people?
0: Exactly.
1: The percentage of people that made it is by far lower than the percentage of white people that made it. So it's exactly. not that it's not that they didn't struggle they just might have, yeah, they might have got to a place where they had the right network, the right connections, or knew about therapy, or knew about certain mentors and certain things. I never had a mentor at a young age. Like, I didn't know about certain things. Like, it took me going through life to realize how important certain things are. Like, you know, there's no Oprah without her team. There's no, you know, rich person without their team. Like, you have to be put in situations or learn about certain things or help educate ourselves. And I felt like that was the whole movement during the whole time of the George Floyd and the pandemic. And it was like, we all started to wake up a little bit more.
0: And, and it of was course, so yeah. bold to have the word Black in the name. Right. You know, people don't realize, people do realize, but people don't realize that saying young Black and widowed or black wellness affair is such a big deal because we're taking the name back and we're making it positive. And, you know, someone had said to me, you know, you're, you're more than just a young black widow. And it's just like, Well, you're damn right. I am. (laughs) That's, that was the point. (laughs) I'm conveying that to everyone that, you know, your idea, your stereotypical idea of a black widow is not what we are and we're taking it back. So I just, anyways, I love your organization and what it stands for because really wellness as a whole is something that the black community can sometimes push, push, push away for mental health, but also it's, I think we're getting to a point where we're starting to embrace it a little bit more, or at least I hope that with more discussions and more young people like us um, talking about it, it becomes more commonplace and less of a taboo. And the more of us that do start talking about you know, Black wellness or Black mental health and having support groups, et cetera, et cetera, the more, the more we have the conversation, the less it becomes a ginormous, um, just, just a ginormous, like a change that no one talks about. Like other people, other groups, they talk about stressors in their lives all the time. Right. There's a million groups for them. So exactly. why not us? <laughs> And it's, and it's crazy
1: because, you know, if something happens, a crime is committed, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it, whether it's a mass murderer compared to a drug offender <laughs> or somebody, you know, that's Black that just so rude. Yep. The, 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 the sentence and the, the traumatic experience of putting them in jail, incarcerating them or putting them in any type of juvenile detention facility when they probably just needed a therapist or they probably mm-hmm. just somebody to talk to. There's not that many exit programs, maybe now, but there's some places that don't have that support for people, even when they come out of jail. I can't remember the guy's name. I feel bad because sometimes I'm horrible with names, but I I know Jay-Z had a documentary for a a, a man, a young man who went to jail. Um, I don't even know what the crime was for. It was something so petty. And they used to torture him in jail. And he was like 16 he eventually got out, I guess he got pardoned or something happened, or maybe, you know, they, they worked to try to, because celebrities sometimes step in and try to get people out that don't belong. And they heard his story. He was fine for a little while when he got out, but he was so traumatized inside there, like the guards were beating him. He was always in solitary confinement. The inmates were beating him and he committed suicide after he came out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, these are things that are happening in the community. The, 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 The rate of suicide in in um, black men is higher than other races, cause it's like if the police ain't killing you, or they're driving you to kill yourself. Like it's just it's just insane. And then I just recently saw a video that came out on CNN. My nephew posted it last night, and it's a man in Louisiana that the police told their family that he died from a car crash after they were trying to you know chase him or whatever. Come to find out, a 46-minute video about, I'm probably off by a couple of minutes, was, was held for two years. The Associated Press released a two-minute part of it, and you can see the minute that they pulled him over, his window was down. They didn't even give him a chance, and he's they're, they're tasing him. They're telling him to get out the car, but they're tasing him, similar to how they're telling George Floyd to get up when four men were on him. So yep. they tased him. He gets out the car finally and they like beat him all kinds of stuff put his hand like cuff his legs and his arms behind his back and towards the end they drag him by his legs it's like there's no regard for like the human black life whether it's a female whether it's a male and all the traumas of seeing these things play over and over on tv it's 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 a a way for them to try to break the community down even more
0: so it's like it shouldn't be normal
1: it and it affects
0: you in your right. everyday life. Like even right. in my life, I've been lucky enough to not have anything be brought against a me. And I do mm-hmm. say lucky enough. Right. Um, but, you know, if I get pulled over, I, it nervous. hasn't happened recently, but yeah, I'm nervous. I've been pulled over for quite literally on Signal Mountain, driving too nice a car and the person was surprised right. when my when my um, my license lined up to the car registration right. lined up to my State Farm insurance. Absolutely blown away, surprised that wow, this was really my car. And I drive a Subaru Ascent, nothing crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm in Subaru country in the in the mountains,
1: right? But,
0: uh, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was really an experience. So I got, you know, they, he was just like, oh, go ahead on, but you <laughs> like know, it's, it's just okay.
1: Right, they used to only ask for license and registration. Nowadays, mm-hmm. everything, they're looking at license registration, they're looking at your inspection sticker, they're looking at what state you, you, you know, what your license plate is. Also. And it's like, you pull over a white person and it's not even just to be comparing to black and white, any other race that came to this country gets treated far better than we do. I saw uh, Joe Biden giving a speech yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know the organization, but it was like a a press room full of Korean um, people in the technology field. And, you know, he's praising them and he's like, you know, stop the Asian hate. I can't believe, you know, I'm embarrassed by what's going on. You know, we've been allies for all this time and in, 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 in our, you know, our scientists study by each other and help each other. And, you know, a lot of your, your students go to school with our students. And it's like, there's more educated Black women mm-hmm, with higher degrees <laughs> than other races and we still don't get recognition there's more educated black women than yep. black men and mm-hmm. it's like matter what you do it's just never going to be enough and then there's so many social platforms that sometimes even try to be racist like when tiktok was first coming out first it was like all oh, dancing having fun and stuff but i saw a couple of things that were very racist it oh, came to yeah and it was just like And these are young teenagers and they think it's okay. And then when they get in trouble at school or they get in trouble, you know, they get their job, they get fired. They're all surprised. and They want to uh, commit, uh, give a public apology. Where was the apology? You knew what you were doing. The Karens and the whatever you want to call them. It's like, you know, you're threatening and you want to call the police and lie about stuff. And it's like, you know what that is. You saw what happened with George Floyd. And it's like, they all did the same thing. They all wanted to just pump their fists and make jokes about this. And and then I heard that the harshest thing I heard that broke my heart was when they would make jokes about him saying, I can't breathe. And it's like they were saying, well, he yeah, can't, he was saying it so he could breathe. Like, what do you mean?
0: What do you mean? Yep. And so but- basically Black Wellness Affair is an amazing place where we can talk about all of those things, where we nice. can find a place to talk about those things. I know recently in the Young Black Widow Clubhouse group, which meets Tuesdays at eight, by the way, um, okay. we talked about how there is racism against Black people in hospitals and how wow. that affected many of the people, it's affected me. And how it's affected many people in um, many people who lost their spouses, they felt like one thing that's not brought up is that they felt that their husband's pain wasn't recognized that that his pain wasn't taken seriously, and that he was so young, and obviously would be so strong that they didn't have to focus on it. And then their spouses passed away. So yeah, it's great to have a place like Black Wellness Affair where we can talk about all of those things and everything that gets to us and the injustices that we deal with and with other like-minded people who understand. So I so appreciate you um, forming this organization and helping us to um, deal with you know, the feelings that we're having instead of it just being told just being told to get over it go away and that the what we're thinking because we want to be together to talk about it is racist when it's not it is okay. a safe place that anyone should be allowed to have without a backlash from it and yet we don't quite have that so but thank, thank you, you so wanna... much
1: oh sorry <laughs> you're welcome I was gonna just say, but then they want us to be allies to other communities, you know, like the LGBTQ or, you know, stop the Asian hate. And it's like, we have no problem because we are people that would love to, to unite everyone. It's not that it's a, a, a matter of us being selfish or just, you know, focusing on ourselves, but it's a, it's a matter of us just trying to unite ourselves in the hopes of uniting everyone. It's not, a, it's not a separate thing. And I just wanted to mention one last thing um, because I did talk about therapy with, I'm a partner with an organization called Push Past Past Pain. And pretty much what that is, is they promote the empowerment and healing of women of color in a safe space. And on that platform, you can learn about wellness tips, affirmations, different types of trauma that women face in the black community. And we have a professional advisory board of psychologists, therapists, life coaches, spiritual counsel. And we also highlight other um, Black men and women in that health, mental health feel, um, field on our Instagram and basically throughout the United States. So if you ever wanted to try to find someone or connect to someone or learn about their story, you know, we're going to eventually start doing live talks on Instagram and, you know, kind of Q and A's with, with these professionals, and then you'll have their pages to make reference to, to go to. So it's a personable experience, you know, we're helping and we're sharing and try to just bring people together in that way where the conversation just continues to grow and, and, and we unite. So you can find us on Instagram at push past underscore past pain.
0: Oh, that is so wonderful. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for talking with us today. I so appreciate your time and I love your mission, your mission. It was something that really needed to be done.
1: Thank you. And so, so is yours, Um, young, black, and good old, you know, we don't hear too much about those stories. And, you know, especially at this time, you just mentioned people that are losing their spouses. It's, it's, It's a great organization that you have as well. And I look forward to doing talks with you in the future and attending your clubhouse um, sessions on Tuesdays at 8, you said, right?
0: Yep. (laughs) I'll see you then.
1: All right. Take care.
0: Join our community. Through our nonprofit, it's free to call, text, email, or chat with a peer volunteer daily. Just visit our website, youngblackwidow.org.